this is Jennifer Dono. Uh, you're watching the Young Female Entrepreneurs live stream that happens every Thursday night here at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern in the Oval Eye studio. Uh, tonight's show is brought to you by Oval Eye, <laughs> where we empower your home office lifestyle through web hosting, cloud services, and domain names. Visit OvalEye.com to buy your domain today. And by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com slash over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. So again, my name is Jennifer Donna. I'm the director of YoungFemaleEntrepreneurs.com, and this is the Young Female Entrepreneurs live stream. Like I said, it happens every Thursday here at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern in the Ovalai studio. We are now broadcasting live from yfe.me slash watch-it. <laughs> it's a shortened URL for youngfemaleentrepreneurs.com slash live. Uh, you can also find it on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash youngfemaleentrepreneurs. Uh, so tonight's show is about dating. Every Young Female Entrepreneurs live stream somehow gets to the topic of dating. We had uh, Doc, uh, Doc Run, the founder, Jennifer, rooting on a, f a few weeks back. And she's this big CEO that's been an entrepreneur since she was 19 years old. Lots and lots of funding. Just incredible woman. And at the end of the live stream, we got to talking about dating and what her dating life is like. Because this is a topic that young female entrepreneurs have to deal with unfortunately, trying to figure out how to meet guys while building a startup, um, how to date, how to nurture relationships. It's just an issue for us. So tonight we're actually talking to Light, like Bright. I want to say Light Bright. Sorry, Nick. <laughs> um, okay, good. <laughs> so like, uh, likebright.com, uh, the founder, Nick Soman. I hope I'm pronouncing his last name right. Um, very, okay, good. I'm, I'm very excited to speak with him because he's also out of the Seattle area, which Young Female Entrepreneurs is as well, and he's uh, got a pretty hectic traveling schedule, so you're just going to be hearing his voice tonight and not his uh, gorgeous face. We will be showing pictures of him as we go, though, so it's not going to be super awkward or anything like that, <laughs> uh, but... Before we welcome him on the show, I want to talk a little bit about uh, what happened last week with Young Female Entrepreneurs. We have a few people to thank. We, did, uh, we just got done doing the CNN YFE chat. Um, so CNN International's Leading Women team co-hosted YFE chat with us. It's our Twitter chat for Young Female Entrepreneurs that happens every other week on Twitter, obviously. And we talked about Hannah Rosen's book, The End of Men. And I'm sure you guys have seen interviews with her. She's been on every morning talk show, late night talk show there is that's talking about how um, there is no longer that superiority of men or the male ego in the workplace and that women are now rising up. Um, and so we talked a lot about her book and Hannah Rosen actually was on the chat with us. She was our featured guest, um, journalist from CNN International was on the chat with us, and we were trending nationwide on Twitter on Friday night, which was awesome. So I just wanted to thank everyone that showed up to the chat. It was a very intense discussion, <laughs> not something we usually do here at Young Female Entrepreneurs, but definitely appreciated. Uh, we are, we're storified on um, CNN from the chat, so a lot of you, if you were at the chat, are quoted on CNN now. Uh, so, um, I just want to let you know that our next chat is on Tuesday. It's the 9th of October at 11 uh, p.m. or 11 a.m. Pacific to Eastern, and it's actually going to be hosted. So, the, the whole topic that we're going around is perfect pitch, the perfect pitch, and, um, Pitch Perfect is out. I don't know if a lot of you young women are seeing that movie trailer all over the place, but I am, so, uh, that's what our chat is on is, uh, 
perfect pitch, not pitch perfect, but it's talking about how to perfect your pitch, whether it's to investors or in making a sale, etc. It's going to be a lot of fun. And um, I have a, a screenshot of uh, our hostess. Um, so we're going to be, yeah, let's see if it'll go up. No, wrong. Marissa Vicario, she's uh, fantastic. Yes, perfect. So I'm going to make sure that I have all of the information up at youngfemaleentrepreneurs.com and you can um, find out more about where you can follow her. You can follow Young Female Entrepreneurs on Twitter and you can make sure that you have YFE chat on your calendar. So um, hopefully I didn't talk too much about that or go over time. Um, but make sure that you like us on Facebook and you follow us on Twitter so you can stay up to date because we have one other big announcement that's coming up that's in November for you guys that I want to make sure that you stay tuned, that you follow us on all the appropriate channels so you can find out first about what it is. All good things are happening for young female entrepreneurs around the world, so make sure you stay tuned. So without further ado, I'm very excited to introduce to you Nick Soman of likebright.com. Again, it's a dating service that I just want to find out a whole lot more about because I think it's really interesting. So welcome onto the show, Nick. Hey, thank you, Jennifer. Thank you so much. Like I said earlier, Nick has got a crazy, hectic travel schedule. And so it means a lot that you're actually on the show with us tonight. Well, I really like talking to uh, folks like you and to the extent that I can learn, you know, what, what it is that we can be uh, building to be useful. It, it's just going to help us uh, a lot as well. Yeah. No. So why don't you tell us a little bit about the vision for Like Bright? Sure. So uh, the vision for Like Bright is to make it really, really easy to do two things. Uh, if you're a single person, we want to make it really easy to meet your friends' friends. And if you're a person who's in a relationship or just someone who likes to matchmake, we want to make it really easy for you to set your friends up. So where did where was it that you got this idea and how did it come about or how did it come to fruition, I guess? So, uh, well, I got the idea through, you know, decades of, of my own dating life, honestly. Uh, I'm happily engaged and soon to be married uh, well, early next month. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I, I found a fantastic woman and, and I'm really lucky there. Uh, and the way that that worked is, you know, we met at a house party through mutual friends. And when I started thinking about my own uh, dating experiences in life, I've always just had so much better luck when I could meet people my friends knew uh, and found that to be a much more comfortable and natural and really trusted experience than uh, than meeting randoms. And let's call it what it is. You know, it's it's random, <laughs> whether it's meeting them at a bar or at a club or on another dating site. Um I've just been really lucky to have great friends in my life and, and any opportunity I could have to meet the people they knew that always just worked out well for me. So I, I started kind of there and I have a little sister too and she became single around the same time that I met Anna and so I started thinking about you know her options and she's you know beautiful, wonderful, smart and accomplished and she's a few years out of school and she's not surrounded by uh, you know, people she might want to date like she she would have been if this had happened during college. And as I was thinking about the options that were out there, it seemed like they were all variants of that same random grab bag of single people. Um, and, and the you know the the idea behind Like Bright, and I should be the first one to say that we've got work to do to make the product match the vision, is just to make it really easy to meet the people your friends know, so that you'll you'll kind of know who you're talking to coming in. All right. So now when we talk about Like Bright, this is a really, I mean, you said what the vision is and like what uh, how it came about. And it's a little, you know, um, I guess vague because I, all right. So here's the thing. I think this is really cool. And I just want to make sure that this is very clear that you can actually log in via Facebook and it collects your friends. Tell us a little bit more in detail of what's happening currently on the site. 
Sure. So what's happening currently is you go to likebright.com, and it's L-I-K-E-B-R-I-G-H-T. We say like is in he likes you and bright is in smart. We've got it on the and TV. You connect in with Facebook, and uh, we don't post anything crazy on your wall. In fact, one of the things with Like Bright is uh, nobody can see that you're on it unless you you know, post something and, and want people to know. And we did that because a dear friend of mine named Jane had the experience of signing up for Match, and within two weeks, a whole bunch of her employees saw that she was on site, <gasps> and they started talking to her about it at work. And so on Like Bright, one of the interesting things is we show you your friends' friends when you sign in, uh, but we don't say, you know, this person uses the website and this person doesn't. Um, and we do that intentionally so that you can sort of use it and, and nobody would find out that you'd use the site at all unless you were mutually both on there and, and interested in meeting each other. And then the, the interface is really basic. Um, if we don't, you know, know, know that you're in a relationship via Facebook and, and we can assume that you're single, then uh, we would give you a very easy way to directly connect with people who are friends of friends uh, or an equally easy way to reach out and get a little bit more information from the mutual friends themselves. So when you log in, you actually have two choices. One says that you're looking for someone and the other one is that you're taken. So what's the idea behind logging in? Because I'm married and so I logged in as the one that I'm not looking for a relationship. What is that idea all about? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's that's really some of the stuff that I'm most excited about in terms of where it's going. And what you probably found was that you suddenly were looking at your own friends and were giving you a chance to sort of vouch for your friends. You may have clicked around a little bit and found that, you know, there are pages where you can compliment your friends who, who are great. Um, but this is really just the first step. What you'll be seeing over literally the next couple of weeks, and I'm pretty excited to see this change, is uh, you're going to be able to actually matchmake. And I love setting people up. I mean, part of the onus behind like bright is a lot of my friends and, and really a lot of my female friends would often come to me and say hey you know I trust you do you know people that I should meet and um, I wanted to make something that would make that a lot easier for me and so there needs to be a role on site just like there is in the real world for people who want to make those matches uh, and we wish we want to make it easy for you so what we're gonna do is you know instead of just saying well great pick one friend and then pick another friend if that was all we was going we were going to do you could do that on facebook or offline just as well we actually want to give you a chance to hear our suggestions about friends of yours who might want to meet you know some reasons why we think that might be a good idea and that could be common interests or using similar words or both graduating from the same high school or trying to find those common bonds that could potentially make it easy for people to start that conversation and then we want you to tell us if you're crazy or if you're not and and the, the <laughs> thing there is um you know we we know that it's not a computer matching people up that is what's going to make people comfortable here it's really just the trusted voice of a friend who loves them um but if we can help prompt that and suggest some things and hopefully you know, this might not happen in two weeks, but as we get better, you know, make you go, oh, actually, that is a pretty good idea. Um, we can we can be helping to create these these things. And a recent announcement that I always, you know, I'm, I'm pretty excited to share is one of our advisors and investors is the founding scientist of eHarmony. And so when we look at these reams of data that are available online and on Facebook, you know, the idea isn't just to make yet another matching algorithm, because who gets excited about that? But you know, to be able to draw some good reasons, sort of like Pandora does, you know, why are you listening to this music? Uh, we can propose potential matches and say, well, we think maybe these two would get along because, you know, they both say the word buddy a lot on their profile and they both just <laughs> talked about Barack Obama and, you know, they both love Clint Eastwood and Mexican food. And, uh, and just, you know, it has to come from you and you can say, okay, that's a good idea or don't like that idea. And in doing so, you can help us get better. Um, so we're going to figure out some of the data side stuff, but you know, the, the, the role here is, you know, uh, 
so many of these relationships that work for people offline are the ones that are instigated by people who know them and love them both. And we want to give those people a, you know, a way to do that easily on the web. It, well, you know, I think that's interesting that you bring up the point that it's you're bringing in data, and the, I think that's crazy that eHarmony is attached to it in any way. Um, but uh, this is I like this idea because when you go onto Facebook, you're actually I mean, whether or not it's all truth or that it's you know encompassing your entire reality, it's still stuff that is happening rather than just filling out a form and saying yeah I like that. Well, you might <laughs> believe you like it. You probably in reality there's a number of instances where that's not something you actually like. You just want to want you know, want to like that. So I think that's interesting that it's, you're playing with data that's, that's more substantial, I guess. It's, it's, there has some backing to it, but as far it's as dynamic, and, and actually I wanted to just, cause it's, it's really good that you brought that up. I mean, let, let's, let's call it what it is too. If I say that I love foreign films and that I'm a fantastic chef on Facebook, my friends are going to laugh at me. It's not going to work <laughs> because they're going to go on and they're going to comment. And they're going to be like, yeah, right. And, and in some ways our friends, you know, can keep us honest. And then, Conversely, they can be the ones who whose opinions really matter. And so, another thing that we're doing a little bit on Like Bright and we'll do more of is giving your your friends a chance to chime in and talk about what it is that makes you great. Um, sometimes hearing the voice of that person who knows you can be even more compelling for folks than than how you might describe yourself. So now, for anyone that's just joining joining us, um, I'm talking with Nick Soman of LikeBright.com. And if you're on the chat, make sure that you chat in questions for him. Uh, we've just been talking about the actual dating component in it, and it's really i've heard i doing my research it's the i saw the term social dating a few places mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is that something that's that you're kind of like yeah that's what we do oh yeah okay. i don't really think of it as online dating honestly i mean i used to sort of say well i think we can beat match and now i think the same problem on match of being surrounded by a whole bunch of guys you don't know is the same problem at a bar for people like my little sister that's you know that's the problem that I want to tackle, and I think social dating gets at the fact that dating is social. All we're trying to do is take this thing that's worked since the beginning of time, and and truly most people have done the research, you know, meet via this shared social context. All this context is really available via the web. I use the phrase social dating because I don't even think this is really about online. I think this is about taking something that works online, offline, and and just making it easier. So. On that note, so social dating, you're thinking of this as being something different than online dating specifically. Now, there's been there's an entire ecosystem that sprouted up off of Match.com and eHarmony, and that there's these online dating experts that'll make sure that your profile's optimized, that you know the way that you introduce yourself is to the T. So, do you see that happening with something like Light? like Bright, where you're going to have professionals that have created entire businesses around the concept of social dating, or do you not see that? Is this supposed to eliminate the need for that? No, I'd sure like to get there. And I, and I guess I should say one of the reasons we were excited to, to do some work with eHarmony, and I'll throw one caveat out there, when we decided we were going to work, and we're not working directly with them, so i got to be clear. We're working with a guy who is their founding scientist who wrote their matching algorithm, fantastic guy who's since moved on. And so it's not a formal and affiliated relationship. But he's the guy that kind of came up with all this stuff. Uh, He's a fantastic guy whose heart is really in the right place of trying to bring people together. And one of the reasons that I approached him as an advisor and then was excited when he decided to invest is because anybody who wants to help create great relationships is good in my book. My suspicion from knowing the space pretty well is that there are a lot of people who are out there trying to make money on sort of another hookup site. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, I just don't think that is meaningful enough to – create change and and make dating easier particularly for women but honestly you know for for guys like me too that was never what i wanted um and and i think 
all the people that you're talking about, as long as their their hearts are in the right place and they're trying to drive real relationships, then, you know, I'm a fan. Very cool. So since we're on the topic of getting a little bit more entrepreneurial, now you're, this service is fairly new. It's like a year or so out, right? Uh, not even a year. We've been playing with this kind of core concept for just about five or six months. Um, we had some work before that, but but being able to figure out some important technical things we needed to solve for us to believe that there can be a sustainable business at the end of this. Uh, you know, this is we're we're, we're a, long, a little bit like five months along, and I just closed our our funding round a couple of weeks ago, and now we really get to focus on you know making the product match the vision, and and we're getting tons of feedback, particularly from women, to um, to help make that happen quickly. Mm, we know we've got awesome. work. Well, congratulations on that. Now, as far as uh, you, what, how the how the vision actually got started with, or I guess that you were able to put the first foot in the door, you were in TechStars, right? Yeah. And how was that process? Oh, TechStars is awesome. <laughs> uh, how can I be helpful? I mean, what, uh, how, how, what, what specific questions do you have that might be interesting for your audience? Well, what was the process like getting accepted into it, first of all? Um, the process for getting into Techstars is very much like Techstars itself, and that's, I think, something that's useful for people that are thinking about getting in. They want to see you show all the same qualities that are going to make you successful in the program. One of those is seeking out and responding to blunt feedback, frankly, about you know why your concept sucks or why your product sucks or whatever else, and being able to take that and learn from it and hopefully turn something better around. You know, if if you're doing your job as an entrepreneur, I believe that that's something that should be starting day one. That you have your concept for your your company and the TechStars application process. If you do it right, you should be getting feedback directly from the decision makers about why they wouldn't accept you if they had to decide today. And then you should kind of kick that off, you know, a month or two before they actually have to decide. So you can go and say, well, you know, you had that concern, and we went and thought about it, and we came back with this. And what other concerns do you have? You just want to get you know, quickly into the mode of, of getting them to tell you the weak points in your application and trying to build that personal relationship and, and show them that you can really take that feedback. And then another thing is just, um, you know, it, it's a big mistake and it's a little bit like, I, I'm just a huge believer in social referrals, you know, I'm trying to build an entire business around them and, and my life has been enriched so much by them. It's a little bit like polishing up your resume and then sending it in via monster.com. Uh, you're just much, much better off if that relationship is personal. And so, don't be afraid to approach the decision makers prior to the day that you have to send anything in because it's going to be easier for them to say yes to you if they can remember your face when they're making the decision, even if the application isn't so beautiful and polished. I'll tell you, you know, it took us some time to find our legs after Techstars, and part of the reason was we were still figuring out, you know, what what is it that we really want to build? What's this vision that exists? And what I've talked about you know, trying to compete with the alternatives offline, like the bars and the clubs and that part of the experience, you know, that was kind of insight we gained from talking to a whole lot of women and realizing this just wasn't just an issue with online sites. But day one of Techstars, you know, Andy Sack, who I love and is the Seattle director of the Techstars program, said, you know, some of you will pivot over the course of the program. I'm looking at you like Bright. <laughs> And I think that's a testament both to Andy's honesty, which is there's nothing like honest feedback to help your company grow, in my opinion. But also, you know, they're 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 bringing on the people. It doesn't have to be the most polished, you know, pitch and idea yet. And you just need to show them that you'll hustle. And I also uh, broke into the office and left Andy's favorite bottle of scotch. Um, I was doing everything I could to show them that I can hustle. And I think that's a really important thing they select for too. 
that was a, t a lot of great tips. And there are a number of women that are trying to get into incubators right now, and they're having a hard time getting accepted. Um, but as far as you talked about the feedback part, that was interesting. So uh, initiating um, the request for feedback, what's the process like? Is it literally just you pick up the phone and you talk to people? Do you have coffee dates? Do you have a survey that you send out to people? What is your process like for eliciting, soliciting feedback from your users? So we bring in a group of women that we don't know, and I usually find them via Craigslist, and we do this about once every two weeks, <laughs> and we sit them down cold in front of the product, and we ask them to take a look at it and play with it, and just narrate their experience. And I have found that there's no substitute for looking over the shoulder of somebody who has no affinity for you in particular, and you know, is just going to test your product and tell you whether it's working or whether it's not. We learn a ton from that. And then... I'm just a glutton for feedback and, and in some ways critical feedback. I've got a lot of friends, both male and female, who um, are wonderful to me in that they'll offer detailed feedback in terms of what they like and what they don't. Um, the biggest mistake that I've made before is trying to build something that nobody wanted. And, you know, right now where we are with Likebrite, you know, we I, I was on NPR a few weeks ago and uh, mostly was talking about the vision and, and we crashed the site on the basis of the idea that people got that there's something interesting about this meeting friends of friends thing. You know, I was as frustrated as I was that the site went down. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. It, it is. But as frustrated as I still am that, you know, the, the, the product isn't yet where it should be in, in my head and we're all working really hard to get us there. And I have a great team that's doing that. You know, it's, there's a demand for something there. And, um, I got to figure that out in the process of, of building. And, you know, I, I guess just the, the message here is do not be afraid to get people to tell you what they like or what they don't because you don't want to waste a lot of people's time, especially really smart developers who are such a tremendous, you know, boon to any company and designers and, and the folks that you get to work with. You do them a favor and make sure people want what you're trying to build. No, I think that's awesome. Now, as far as uh, pivoting goes, you talked about that for a second. What's the deal with Pirate Bird? <laughs> I saw it oh, in a couple articles. <laughs> I will tell you. Uh, first of all, naming is a boondoggle. And I have a new strategy for naming. People sometimes ask, how did you get the name Like Bright? And I get to make up something fancy on the spot. The truth is, it was available for $7.99. The two words kind of rhyme. It reminded me of Light Bright. And it was uh, sort of a fun word to say. And, and that's really how we picked it. And I honestly think a lot of naming conversations should go like that. Pirate Bird happened when we were in the middle of a very difficult time in the Techstars program. And I suspect what was happening is we were trying to find something fun to think about because the actual building of the product wasn't fun at that moment. And so we got into the naming hullabaloo and uh, briefly changed our name to Pirate Bird just to um, basically uh, reflect the fact that we wanted to spend time doing something other than building product. So we allowed ourselves to get into a long naming conversation. Uh, I woke up after a full night of sleep later. I talked to Anna about it. She told me that I was crazy. And then I validated that with some additional feedback and surveys. And, and we went back to like bread and that's our story and we're sticking to it. Well, I think the branding, I apart from the story being funny, funny, but like bright, I think it's really interesting because it's not it, the way that you've differentiated yourself. So you said this in a number of articles is that you are really catering to women because women are at the backbone or the you know behind a lot of what matchmaking that happens, at least trusted matchmaking. Mm -hmm. um, and so I like that it's not pink or that it's not overly hey girls come use this kind of thing um i think it's really it's smart i mean it's intelligent and it doesn't speak down to you which i really like now as far as um 
Speaking of articles and some research, at the beginning of the year, you wrote a piece for GeekWire pledging to give back 5% uh, to the Seattle startup scene from your exit. So, And you actually named a number of notable startups along with you. What's the, what's the premise? What's the idea behind this? And how do you think others can adopt or why would you think others ado- should adopt that in their local communities? I don't know if others should or not. I can tell you why I did. Um, you know, I, I was out and talking to some angels in Seattle. And I grew up in this community, and I've always felt like this community is is one that really supports its own. And sometimes gets, in my opinion, an unnecessarily bad rap vis-a-vis the Valley with regard to, you know, people being willing to invest. And and it may be that the norms in Seattle are a little bit different, but I just found I was blown away by the support that I've had from this community from day one. And so my own, you know, ideas around the Founders Pledge, which I initially took with myself and my CTO Richard Luck. Um, I, w- I was tired of hearing whining and, and probably doing a little whining myself about, oh, the Seattle ecosystem and the, you know, the funding community and it's it's not the Bay Area and yada, yada, yada. And I was just thinking, OK, well, complaining isn't fun. What's the what's the easiest thing that I could do to to be able to feel like I was maybe taking a step to try to fix this? And so I said, you know, if I'm ever lucky enough to actually get an exit from this or to, to otherwise realize material wealth. You know, I'll have not a leg to stand on if I'm going to complain about this, but not plan to do anything different if I if I'm in that position. And so, you know, I talked to Richard about that. We both decided that we're going to pledge five percent to support our local startup ecosystem. Uh, you know, if an exit was to take place at some point. And when I floated that idea to some local entrepreneurs, we got some heavy hitter support from folks like Rand Fishkin. Uh, and really, you know, it started to take on a little bit of a life of its own. And I give that credit entirely to the Seattle community because. Um, you know, I think there's a recognition in Seattle that you have to walk the walk. Um, hopefully, I'll at some point get that opportunity. <laughs> no, I hope you will, too. It sounds like you are on the path, especially like you've been saying. The site is I used it and it's fine. It's just like you said, there is some a ways to go to really reach uh, to see the full vision there on the site. Yep. And but yep. I I love everything that you've been doing. I think the culture, the company culture, there's a lot of other questions I would have liked to ask you, especially around the company culture and how you're building loyal fans around your brand. Um, mm-hmm. But I know that you need to get ahead or you need to head off. So I'm going to go ahead and let you go tonight. But uh, why don't you tell us where we can find you after the live stream? So if women have additional questions for you, they'd be able to connect with the brand and yourself. Let's do it. So um and actually, I get to throw in a little disclaimer here, and I guess I'm not supposed to do this. Like, I've had smart advisors tell me not to do this and tell you what I'm about to tell you, but I really like being blunt, and it's gotten me here so far. Uh-oh. So this is a direct <laughs> message to women. No, 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 no. It's very positive. Um, we need your guys' help to make this what it should be. And and the part that I feel totally confident about is that meeting people through your friends is, is a great way to go. It's a great way to get rid of some of that weirdness and awkwardness. I've got a fantastic team. We've got tremendous advisors. We've got wonderful women around our team, both supporting us and working with us uh, and on the team itself. And, you know, I know as well as you will, if you get a chance to sign in, that uh, for this to become as good as the vision, and this should be true for a very long time if I continue to do my job well, you know, the vision hopefully grows too. Um, the feedback is the right way to get us there. And, and I'm not afraid to say, you know, I can learn the most from you guys. Uh, so where you can find me is nick at likebright.com. And um, I want to hear how you'd like to see this work. Uh, if, I can, if I can make one ask of the audience, we have this chance to build this thing that's kind of amazing together. 
mutual friends, power a lot of positive interactions. I was actually having drinks last night with Chris Lee, who Jennifer, I know you know. Oh, Chris is awesome. He's wonderful. And and just finding those commonalities that exist between us, you know, the vision itself is strong and, and with the help of smart young female entrepreneurs among others, you know, we can we can get this there and, and have it be something that really is special and hopefully makes a lot of people's lives easier. So that's my hope, that's my ask, and I'm Nick at likebright.com. Thank you. All right. Well, Nick, thank you so much for being on the show. We really appreciate it. This month, actually, for everyone that's watching, is Guys' is Guest Month on Young Female Entrepreneurs. If you've watched the show in the past, we do generally have young female entrepreneurs on the show. But I've recognized that a number of you don't actually know of other young men that own businesses. And there's plenty of them out there. There's like twice as many of us. <laughs> there. So I've got to introduce you to them. I love what Nick is doing. I love the Like Bright brand. I think it's very interesting. And like he said, make sure that you connect with him over email. Give your feedback. Make sure that you log into the site because it's interesting. You don't have to be um, single. You can be married, happily married, and just want to better the lives of your single buds. <laughs> <So> <laughs> All right, everyone, make sure that you uh, like uh, Young Female Entrepreneurs at Facebook.com slash Young Female Entrepreneurs because I'm going to make sure that I put in his URL and all the other fun stuff. Thank you so much to Nick, and thank you, everyone, that's watching. If your question didn't get answered on the live stream, make sure that you connect with him over on Twitter or through his email. Thanks, guys.